Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. I've had nothing but uh, rocket diarrhea for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I look incredible. <laughs> and here I find out this is a stupid radio interview. Yeah, yeah. It's episode 58 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's biomechanist Katie Bowman. She's an author, a blogger, and an instructor, a teacher, a coach. She's awesome. Uh, then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with an email about a swan, which all then prompts you and I to each tell uh, similar-ish stories. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip. Hey. How are you, Rick? I am uh, feeling apologetic. Uh-oh. That's like the just, Facebook I, thing, like like you are feeling. Oh, yeah, or, with the funny face. Yeah. The face that I'm thinking of is the one that you're laughing at, uh, the little smiley face that our friend always uses, yes, like the, the one that's very sad, sad face. Yes. I need to apologize to our tens of listeners <laughs> for last episode. Yes. Uh, you may have heard some weird noises during the interview. Like kind of like this? Yeah, it sounded very gross probably. It sounded like, uh, well, because the microphone on my headset was too close to my mouth and I didn't realize it. And so you can hear like every breath in and like my salivary glands like working and like my heart pumping blood. And it's just, it sounded really gross. And I didn't know it until like maybe three or four minutes left in the interview. Mark texted me while we're doing the interview. He's like, Hey man, what's those weird noises? And I was like, is your mic too close to your mouth? I'm like, Hey, thanks. You could have said that like 30 minutes ago. But so anyone who listened to the last episode and was like, Hey, this is really great information, but uh, that's really disgusting sounds. I will try to keep my microphone further from my mouth. Well, I'm not going to say which uh, guest it was, but we had a guest once on the show in the last 57 shows who told me afterwards that they, leave their gender, okay, a gender, Here they she. had a stomach problem and in the middle of the interview had to relieve themselves. Yeah. <laughs> And and I and I noticed a we like if you listen really carefully and you know what to listen for you can hear the the uh, the ambient the ambiance is that how you say that change ambient the, the, like the, the the background noise like yes the changes. ambient noise in the background it like, changes you can't hear like a but like it, it sounds like different. someone's uh, dumping a garbage bag full of chili <laughs> off the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> like surely that wasn't someone's doo-doo um i did speaking of facebook um were we speaking of facebook well i said like the how are you feeling thing the facebook you really were working that segue in from the beginning aren't you uh, yes i was okay I, well. I made a pretty pretty uh egregious facebook uh faux pas i guess is that uh, it, you yeah. Just, you, I don't think you noticed it. Thank the Lord of Facebook that you and the other three idiots in our our epic text thread. Sorry, not epic. What's another? You told me to stop saying epic. Yeah, I don't use that word anymore. Uh, just good, amazing, or, or fun. funny, 
text thread, locker room text thread, that didn't see this because I, okay, I'm out like, okay, Tuesday, Thanksgiving break, right? I'm off yes. work and I have the next three days off. It's like, all right, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Mark, you're home from uh, work. Spend the next hour picking up dog crap out of the backyard. Like that was what I got to do as soon as I got home from my Thanksgiving break. So I'm back there like picking up dog poop with a rubber glove and throwing it into a Hey, by the way, bag. that is the when I was a kid, I used to have to use a shovel in the backyard. Now I have like an endless supply of like plastic gloves. Oh, it's so much easier. Blood. It's yeah. so much easier to just grab it with your hand and put yeah. it in a pr- plastic bag. So easy. I feel like an idiot for using a shovel all these yeah. years. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm back there and I'm just sort of thinking, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Facebook is coming up or Thanksgiving is coming up, which is going to lead into all of the just super disgusting I'm thankful for posts, which I didn't check Facebook at all Why Thursday Why can't or you just let people alone on Facebook? I don't, I don't let know. people do I selfies know. and weird stuff. I don't just know. ignore it. Okay, so I was going to like come up with the hashtag that was going to take the world over. Okay, I did notice this after you mentioned it, but go okay. ahead. So I'm thinking back there. I'm like, okay, what could the hashtag be? And, and so I came up with like. Which, by the way, no one. It did not take over anything. Right. No. And you'll see why soon. So I wrote Facebook. I, I was thinking like Facebook gag me. You know, like, okay, that's going to be. Yes. Okay. So if you see something like that, you can just in the comments put hashtag, you know, FBGM. And that will be the hashtag. And we're going to, we're going to you know, take over the world with a hashtag and, and end all dumb Facebook posts. So weird, by the yeah. way. So I don't I, know, understand so your I, mission <laughs> statement with that. But. So, so this is the funny part. So here I am, like, crusadering against uh, Facebook. Like, putting on every single, like, FBGM, FBGM, yeah. hashtagging everything. That was, my, that was my plan. And so I put a thing up, you know, a status update or whatever. Let's basically saying those words, like, you know, let's in lieu of the oncoming tidal wave of sappy Facebook Thanksgiving posts, let's start this, you know, Facebook Agony, hashtag FBGM, and I was like, take it over. So one of the guys, another guy who's actually been on the show, who's a professor uh, at a university, started... Oh, hell, professor. No, well, this, oh, oh, I'm this sorry, is... you are a professor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, like, go, he, like, goes for it, and he's, like... I think he tagged like a dozen or so pictures oh and Facebook gosh. posts with this with this hashtag, and I'm like hashtagging stuff. And one of our other friends texts me and him and says, y- "You know what FBGM is, right?" And I was like, "What?" I, th- I thought he's just messing with me. And okay, imagine like the worst possible word that starts with the letter F. Okay. Yeah. Then the B. My my, my favorite word probably. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> then the B is the female dog word. Which and you use it in you know then GM uh, is get money and that is a thing and which I, by the way is what I have tattooed on my knuckles <laughs> FBGM so I like I I thought he was messing with me and you know so I'm so out of like the hip you know hashtags okay let me pause right now if you're out of like popular culture probably shouldn't be using hashtags yeah exactly if only so, there was a computer program available on every computer we could type something in and find out what it means exactly yeah oh, you google could, you could have googled it. yeah so i immediately like went back on there deleted it and posted an apology and of course the poor uh the poor guy who had hashtag like 20 things it was just like kind of stuck like kind oh, of yeah. yeah whoops put her f those bees get some money everyone <laughs> So like, here I am, like trying to like beat Facebook, and I just completely like backfired on me, and I just standing there I think, like peeing into the wind. I think I put a reply wind. on there after that that was something like, "Hey everyone, I think you should like the uh, the what was it the uh, 
the big dog super magazine hashtag bdsm <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so like yeah so i uh i stopped my uh, crusade against facebook because i i, I lost facebook yeah congratulations beat, the internet beat you yeah facebook beat the crap out of me okay we have we have inched back into the top 300 we're like been in like the high 200s today we are like 300 yeah we were like i think we peaked as high as 261 so yeah. i want to tell everyone who's gone out there and left a review on itunes because i think that has something big time to do with this yes because it's coincided with our november or october October, november November review drives anybody who's left a review thank you so much anyone who's ever told anybody about the podcast thank you so much and anybody who is a new listener (laughs) sorry yeah it's it's all downhill from here but thank you to everyone (laughs) who's helped push us in the top 300 this isn't about me and mark getting famous because that's never going to happen it's about uh, you know, us getting a message that we're very passionate about to, to help as many people as we can because it's helped my life. It's helped Mark's life. Uh, so I couldn't care less if anybody knows my name or knows Mark's name. It's about people hearing the message that, you know, here's how we're designed to eat, sleeve, eat, eat, sleeve, eat <laughs> sleep, move, and enjoy life. And so thank you to everyone who's done that. Continue to do it. Continue to tell people about it. Continue so, to, to, to tell people that this is, you know, this is having an impact on your life and we can help more people and kind of, you know, have a good movement here. So today is December 7th, okay? Yes. Um, we are doing the November t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. So we had 11 entries in November. and Which, come I, on, people, 11? We can do better than we that. We can do better than that in December. And I... Um, have have randomly assigned a number to every username that yeah we, we we tried to convince people last month that like we put all the names on a little slip of paper and put them in a hat and we drew them. I'll be honest with you, we didn't we didn't really do that. We just picked no, one. We so did we're going to actually do it for real random now. Mark has assigned a random number to each of the eleven reviews. This is we really have done this, and I'm going to pick the number. Is that how we're going to do this? Yes, you're just going to okay. randomly pick a number between one and eleven. You have no idea which review. Yes, has I don't have any idea because Mark is 200 miles away from me right now. We literally just discussed this five minutes ago. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I'm going to pick number five. That's my drum roll. It sounded more like a helicopter. Farting in the <laughs> microphone. Okay, this is this is kind of a funny uh, username. It was, uh, and it, you've got him pulled up, right? Uh, let me. Click it's back the over it's the one. I did. It's the one. Uh, the username is person someone <laughs> Facebook you know what? puppies. When I was looking over these, I was like, "This is the weirdest sounding uh, name ever." I I wonder if they'll end up winning. And yes, what's the name again? Uh, person someone Facebook puppies. And while you're. <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, uh, having nothing to do with anything funny, I would like to say on December seventh, this is Pearl Harbor Day. So um, everyone, you know. So uh, congratulations to everybody. Take a that moment to see the movie. <laughs> take a, no, not not the day that the movie came out with Ben Affleck. The actual day. It's that not Pearl Affleck, Harbor, by the way. He is Affleck. I don't care. Uh, I, you have afford him the proper respect. Sir. Oh, geez, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Mister uh, Ben Affleck, aficionado uh, fan. Um, so it's December seventh. Um, anyway, so can you will you read that review? Which one? Is that? And then, if you are persons, okay, yes. Uh, from the, the name of the person who left the review again is person someone Facebook puppies, which is very <laughs> funny. Quote: I can always count. Well, it's, it's spelling error, but I'll I'll, I'll forgive it's you there. Okay. Person. It's okay, person. Someone. I can always count on learning something new and getting some good laughs in with Mark and Rick. It is the type you sh- is it the type you shove in or the type you hammer in? Hey. TWSS. Thank you. If you don't recognize that reference, it's from a previous show. Uh, which one is it? I? I've got it. Hey, give me just a second. 
Well, I mean, oh yeah, that's from episode fifty-one from our humans being human story. So if you don't recognize the the reference, go listen to that show. It's a very very good show. It had something to do uh, with tampons. Yeah. That's well, way to ruin it, Mark. Yeah. Now no one's going to want to listen. <laughs> but thank you, person with Facebook person puppies. If you'll email me, simplyhumanrick at gmail.com or email Mark, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com and uh, get it, tell us, get you know, pass along your contact information, then we will get your shirt out to you ASAP. Sweet. And this time I mean ASAP. Last time it took Mark like whatever. three or four days or whatever. Whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll make do... sure I'll whip him with a bull whip. I will to do make my sure best. It out tomorrow. And now, so any any reviewed uh, labeled or uh, dated, I guess, December will be eligible for the December t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. So keep those reviews yes. coming. Uh, let's get to the interview with Katie. Uh, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Um, real quick, I do want to say the, the nutrients... Coupon code is still going. That is, um, uh, you know, uh, you need to go to the website, Calton, C-A-L-T-O-N, and I'll link to it in the in the show notes, ColtonNutrition.com. Uh, there's a morning and afternoon dose, so that you, you get a, a better absorption. It's a powder, so you put it in a drink. It's not like, you know, you know not absorb uh, through the, the capsule or whatever it's in, and it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. To me, it's the all-perfect multivitamin, and I, that's why I take it. And you can get $10 off uh, with the coupon code, which is on the website. You can also get $5 off the Skinny Fat, which is the MCT coconut oil. Um, so, yeah, if you have any questions about any of that, I, 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 I don't know. It's important enough to me. Like I like it so much, and I, I feel so much different when I am taking it that I think I may put together like a quick little like 20 second just like a little like i don't know like a commercial or something because okay. I, just, I really like am, am behind this thing so anyway so there's all that um rick just said the emails if like us on facebook follow me on twitter by the way we are four right now four when we're recording this so like december 2nd we are four days four likes away from 2,000 Facebook likes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and you're missing out on lots of good stuff if you haven't liked our Facebook page. So go to the, you know, find us on Facebook and like us and we'll get to 2,000 and then we'll be awesome. Boom. Um, let's see. All right. It's a very arbitrary number, 2,000, yeah. by the way. Just because it's in a round number. Come on. All right. And uh, so let's get to the interview with Katie. We talked to her about mind explosions, flaccid fin syndrome. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, stop saying flaccid. <laughs> Michael Jackson and Free Willy adapting to a tank, how our fins folded, or how have our fins folded, movement, nutrition, and what can you do to move better? Here's Katie. So the sun didn't even come up until 8 o'clock this morning, Uh, and it'll go down in, you know, at four, so I have to, I have to think daylight morning as much as possible. Right. Ah. Well, um, I uh, I started recording uh, because sometimes the best the best things happen when you don't know you're recording, but now you know, so that we've lost that. that. Um, uh, Katie Katie Bowman is on the show, and she has been on before. And th- Katie, this is this is how I imagine your life. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. This should be good. Yeah. So, like, reading your your blog, I have Alignment Matters. I, like, I read at least a couple of the, the blog entries every day. It's on my, my Kindle. I, I've been listening to Move Your DNA, uh, which is interesting because then you're, you're just, like, talking to me all day. When, <laughs> when I, and I'm walking when I'm listening to that per your instruction um, at the beginning of the book. And, and then, like, you were on Rob Wolf's podcast, I guess, earlier this year. And... And you have a podcast, so this is how I imagine: like you are like strolling down like a busy street, 
very nonchalantly like eating i mean like eating an apple or something right like doing something or like you have like a like a, a candy in your mouth they're just like very you know and you just like point at people and their heads explode <laughs> that's that, the weirdest thing i think i've ever heard someone say about another human being it's like you're just it's like everything you say is like oh my gosh that's so amazing that you like quote that and that should be like on a t-shirt and that's just like every sentence you say is something like mind-blowing and it's just it's just what you do. You're just walking around eating an apple. You don't care. I feel like a, it's like Clash of the Titans. <laughs> like I'm playing with all those like figurines. You know, do you remember that? Where the, I do. It's just like I'm gonna turn this one into a a, a rat or yeah. whatever. And yeah, it just like, happens, and you don't even have. To, it doesn't even like phase you. You don't even. You're not even sweating. You're so like you're just dropping mind blowing bombs all the time. Well, well, see, I thought you were likening her to like an evil like evil character like going around killing people like blowing them no, up. No, but what no. you're saying is everything she says is so insightful <laughs> it is blowing yeah. minds left and right okay. right but I'll putting, that up yeah. a little bit there Katie. so and and one of the things that i emailed you um actually i i've, I've like, sort of i've been quoting some of your stuff on twitter um that you are graciously retweeting and you're know, just some of the just some of the, the the priceless gems that are blowing people's minds but one of the things one of the concepts in the early part of move your dna and i'm not completely done with it yet but and i am standing up uh while i'm doing this and katie you will be pleased to know the last time we spoke um i asked you basically how i needed to s- how I could better sit cross-legged on the floor. And I, I mentioned that I would sit on the floor and have my two daughters like sit on my knees and just like push down on my knees. And it was like just this horrible pain. I'm sweating with pain. And you said, why don't you meet yourself where you're at? Go get like a yoga block or something and sit on that. And I did that. And since that was like last year, I've gotten where I can sit very comfortably on the yoga block and and getting better and getting closer to being able to sit. And like... I. Like at home, I don't sit on the couch. I sit on my yoga. I have two yoga blocks. Uh, you know, they're they're strategically positioned around the house. Uh, when we eat dinner now, we sit on the floor to eat dinner. Uh, anyway, that we'll get into all that. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited to to update you on on how you've influenced me. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to go into the squatty potty, but we'll 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 continue. Okay. So one of the concepts you talk about is this uh, sort of the uh, and Rick, you'll you'll appreciate this this terminology, the flaccid fin syndrome <laughs> uh, of of orcas, the killer whales, like you see in Free Willy, how the uh, the the fin is sort of uh, tipped over. And what SeaWorld will have you believe is that oh, that happens. That's normal. That that happens in a, you know a percentage of whales in the wild let's let's sort of break that down and talk about why that happens and then we're going to apply that to human movement so okay. that that is me saying go all right blow everyone's mind <laughs> you with your head right there explode um so the the flaccid fin syndrome which we will now call folded fin syndrome just to stop creeping everyone out right yeah Um, and that's actually a better name for it as i pointed (laughs) out in the book because um that flopped over fin is firmly flopped over it's not actually flaccid where you could go over to the whale and pick it back up and it would fall back down Mm. it's firm in the folded over position just so people know okay um that comes about where the mechanical environment which are all of these invisible forces that press on and shape your body is different for the whale than what it should be. So yes, SeaWorld would say that, that there are, that it's a natural phenomenon, but it's, it doesn't happen to the extent to every tall finned whale, 
um, in the wild like it does to those, you know, across the board at SeaWorld. So um, a whale is a creature that has to find its own food and in doing so cannot swim over to the orca refrigerator, has to swim, you know, a baseline of about a hundred miles a day to forage. And then of course, it's not just about getting food. There's all of the behaviors that are, uh, that, that come with biological imperatives, right? So there's showing off for the, 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 the one, the mate that you're trying to attract. And, and you don't want anything flaccid while you're showing off. Especially Absolutely your not. Yeah. Is this the only reason you wanted to breach this topic, <laughs> I, Mark, is to talk, think... <laughs> say flaccid 50 times? I'm pretty sure. I think in the email it was just like flaccid, 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 <laughs> Katie Bowman, 12 o'clock in the morning, flaccid. Yeah, flaccid. yeah there was. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, so so the whale, as it's growing, specifically in its teen years, is swimming in a very particular way. So it's not only foraging, but it's doing like all that show-offy kind of behavior. You know, it's 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 competing, it's swimming fast sprints, deep dives, you know, jumping around and, and all of those, all of all of that type of swimming creates a particular load to the fin. And the fin is actually naturally soft during that growth spurt. There's no bones um, in the fin of an orca. It's all fibrocartilage. So it, it loosens <clears throat> naturally in that um, teenage, you know, whatever the, our equivalent of a, a teenager, you know, the prepubescent, pubescent age. But um, it's softer, but it, the whale is also never swimming more aggressively. And so what happens is the force, I'll call it the force field, the force is created through moving through the medium of water in a very particular way, maintains the structure of the fin. So the fin comes up and goes through its growth spurt, and it actually is a secondary sexual characteristic, they mm -hmm. believe. Um, it grows through this big growth spurt and it comes up, you know, nice and tall because of all of the swimming that was kind of packaged around that genetic growth spurt. And the depth of the water is a, is a factor as well, correct? Of course. Yeah. yeah. The way that you swim through the water in nature, you know, whales do not, you know, if you've only been to SeaWorld, they do not swim in circles at the surface of the water. They have to forage. There's no food sitting there at the top. You know, they're diving, they're chasing, they're going deep. And, and so there, there's more to swimming through water than just what you get in, the, in a pool at SeaWorld. That if you set it up to say whales are supposed to swim in water to the end, you're going to be missing some, some forces and depth um, of swimming, speed of swimming, direction of swimming, um, all of those all of those create different forces that in the end shape the fin. So if you look at a whale in a tank, of course, it can do almost none of those things. All it can really do is, is swim at shallow depths in a circle. And because you've removed one type of movement, you've introduced a new mechanical load, which is spending lots of time at the surface. So whales are performers, you know, at SeaWorld for the most part. And they're coming to the surface with greater frequency. They're spending much more time there. So if you take a fin that is already missing the loads that may maintain it through swimming, and then you expose it to the gravitational load, you know, outside of the water, then it folds over even more. So all of those things, this altered mechanical environment result in this 
folded fin syndrome. And and the the very rare cases where the the killer whale actually uh, murder the trainer that's working with them <laughs> doesn't do anything to help that that syndrome. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched that documentary. It's horrifying. Yeah. Um, have have you, you seen the chart plotting SeaWorld's revenues since that movie has come out? No, has it gone up? Yeah, well, someone has someone has plotted it, and so it's um it's really interesting. Since Blackfish, the documentary you're talking about, I'm assuming is Blackfish. Yes, yes, since yes. Blackfish came out, here's how SeaWorld is doing, and it just kind of shows it going down, going. Oh, down. Oh, it is going is down. It? Oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we went to SeaWorld like a, a couple of summers ago, and then it, uh, we watched Blackfish, and my wife is like a huge was like a huge SeaWorld fan. You watch that, and now we have like no desire. So I was hoping that the revenues would be going down. Rick, if you haven't watched it, it's really like a very interesting. I've uh, wanted to see it, but like uh, I, when we started talking about the folded fin syndrome, it looks like the saddest thing in the world, the fin folded over. So I thought you were going to say like, it's because the whales at SeaWorld are so sad because <laughs> all they do is like get, you know, whipped and have to like just well, you know, perform all day long. And the fin just hangs over because it's, my fin is so sad. <laughs> well, do you, Katie, do you think that like the stress levels of the of the whales have anything to do with the mechanical sort of manifestation? Well, I mean, who, who's, I was gonna say, who's to say someone could probably say they haven't really tested it. And I think that I remember I was most, the folded fin syndrome section of the book came at the end of the book. I was already almost done with the book when I watched Blackfish and it rekindled in my mind going, oh yeah, I remember when I watched Free Willy when I was, I don't know, eight or nine in the movie, they had just, I, I have to go back and watch it, but I believe they actually said, like, no one knows why, perhaps yeah. it's the whales just sad. And I've read on a lot of websites about, you know, these sad, sad whales with the droopy fins. Like, it's like the fin is their smile or something turned downward. And then um, I, that night, I spent, I mean, six to seven hours reading everything there was on folded fin syndrome. So I, I do not believe there is a document in existence today that's you know that is made digital and put on the internet um and I'm, I've, been, I've read like people's graduate thesis from oh, front to back i've read everything about it and there are the mechanical the mechanical environment is the is the you know everything's theoretical it's the greatest most supported theory they've also looked at um di- you know diet and and um, i don't know if they would do stress level although it's really hard to separate in a research study stress from the mechanical movement right. environment. You know, I don't think you'd be able to um, isolate it very well. But because of the whales, like I would imagine that all of the whales are stressed, but right. the ones where the fins fold over have the tallest fins. Yes, yes. So um, it could be perhaps that stress would make the cartilage extra soft. And then, so relatively speaking, everyone has everyone's stressed and it's extra soft, which case the mechanical environment would affect that more significantly. But, um, as of right now, I believe mechanics as a mechanism is the most supported. Right. And, uh, I think another reason that free Willy in particular's fin was folded over is because Michael Jackson was on set and that sort of like creeped him out a little bit. So he was kind of like, okay, I need to get my fin away from this Michael Jackson. Guy. You're so weird. Rest, so rest like, in peace. The- the connection we're making here between whales and the simple this is not the simply whale podcast, the simply human podcast is if if I'm not mistaken, is that um, if you alter how we're supposed to move and within our like natural like mechanical whatever you want to call it, then you know things start 
changing to adjust to that, like for the for the worse, I guess is what we're saying. Yeah, I put it in there for two reasons. The first is it's really easy. It was, it was an easy, um, it's an easy way to explain mechanical environment, right? It's mechanical environment is a very difficult thing to quantify. However, using this clear visual of a structure that clearly is not supposed to be folded over, right? It's like the rudder system of a whale. Right. You don't want to fold it over. And so I think that, um, I think that it lended a really good image and everyone could quantify or at least qualify in their mind the difference between swimming in a tank and swimming in the ocean. Just, I mean, it only took me a few pages to build that up and everyone's like, okay, I get that the ocean and moving in a particular way is the natural um, state of the whale and that the tank is not. That was the first reason I put it in. <clears throat> the second reason I put it in was more of a biological, um, a way of explaining energy conservation because I would say that the equivalent to a folded fin in the human are all of these structures that I'm going to put collapse in quotes because it's not, it's not always just a collapse, but it's a, it is a failure to perform based on some sort of missing mechanical input that, that since we're all in the tank together, it's really hard to see these structural failures as being related to the way we move when everyone that you know and have known has essentially moved in the same way brought about by the tank. And so I used it to kind of explain this lesson where if you were a researcher, if you were, if you were um, Rick, a she's researcher. About, Rick, she's about to blow your mind. I know where she's going with this. Just, 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 get, just get ready. <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah. pressure on you here, Katie. But okay. please blow my mind and all of our minds right now. <laughs> the, 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 what I put in the book was the, if you were a researcher and you were trying to figure out, you're trying to solve the mystery of folded fin syndrome, but 100% of the whales that you know swim in a tank, it would not occur to you that the way that they were swimming would be a risk factor because whales don't swim any other way as far as you know. Huh. But but even more than that, this is this was not really in the book, but I think I've said it in other places, is it's not just a bunch of scientists standing around trying to figure out why these whales inside a tank has a folded fin. What you're asking for is one of the whales with the folded fin who has never seen anyone move out of the tank, who's only lived in the tank, to figure out why they have a folded fin. Ah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Told you. Well, you consider mind blown. <laughs> well, and like the, the, the whole, this is like the whole point of, uh, not the whole point, I guess like the, the, imp, the uh, oh, what am I trying to say? It's like the, the idea behind Simply Human. It's like we don't need necessarily to know the science of exactly why the fin folds, right? It's like, the point is, it's taken out of its natural environment. So, like, we don't need, that's like the simply part of it. Like, we don't need to know what a calorie is and and how many times you're supposed to eat a day and, like, weighing food and, like, all these inputs that are just so uh, sort of new and, and added into this equation. It's like, just remove those things and you'll probably get better. I, I, I don't know. I have, is there any docu documentation that they've taken like a whale from like, captivity? Probably not. And put them back in the wild and like it, their fin fixed. I, this, that's probably not out there, is it? Um, no. And I, I think they have re reintroduced a couple, but their fins don't come back up because because <laughs> it's not there's not a muscle in there. Like the, the mm. flop, the flop happened because the orca did its growing in the tank. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a period of time in which loads were more important than other times. And 
that so that that early period is one of them. So it would be like, you know, the, the foot binding thing. Like if you sure. if you bind someone's foot while they're growing, it's going to be all like like Google foot binding images and it will it'll make you want to throw up. But like yeah, if you undo the foot, it's not just going to sort of naturally move back into the normal foot pattern. Like it's just no. going to stay gross. <laughs> right. And that's and that's and again in the book, I'm trying to explain robusticity, meaning like same thing with you, you're sitting on the floor and you're going I'm I'm going to have my kids sit on my knees and pry my legs to the ground. And, and if you go back and listen to that, I'm going, the actual bone shape of your hips were fused by not sitting on the floor. So it's right. not like you've got bones that just need to loosen up at the joints so that they can then flop down to the ground. Your whole bone system from head to toe has been torqued and tweaked by wearing shoes, wearing diapers, sitting, sitting in a in chair, K yeah. through 12. Mark you know, wears diapers, so it's uh, especially detrimental to him. It is. <laughs> yeah, like that, that we've got this, we've got a more concrete adaptation to the tank than we realize. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. So, um, yeah, so w- let's sort of talk about in in the human context, what are some of those folded fins? I mean, it's uh, it's collapsed arches. There's one collapse. It's collapsed arches, um, and just kind of take us through. Like, uh, I mean, we probably don't have enough time to talk about all of them. But what are some of the the main ones that that you've seen? Well, the collapse is metaphorical. Right. right so right. so so yes, I mean, flat feet. You know, you could make it a literal. There's literal collapses, right? There's the there is the uh, failure of the foot muscles to maintain and the hip muscles to maintain the arch shape of the foot because your feet have been in the tank of shoes, you know, your entire life. And you've been walking on flat and level ground your whole entire life and on man-made firm surfaces. And <clears throat> there are there's a collapse of your knees and your hips and your spine due to hardly any walking the bulk of your life. And again, when you are walking, walking in exactly the same way and swaddling your walking with six hours of sloth on either side, probably inside of a chair. And, and your spine is one of those structures that there aren't individual muscles per se to exercise and pick back up your spine, but rather there are giant movements where the resultant muscular adaptations to a broad movement profile over your lifeline maintain the integrity of your parts. And so I don't know. I mean, I, I, th- I think in, in the book, again, I called it's just the diseases of captivity. So I, I, I took everyone from ailments of affluence, right? <clears throat> Which I think most people in the, in the primal health world are used to this idea that there are ailments of affluence, except as I point out, they're not really of affluence because they're across the board, even in populations that do, do not, who are like a still pre-industrialized, they don't they're still very rural populations, and they, but they still are chronically undermoved compared to uh, traditional hunter-gatherer populations. And so it's everything. It's anything yeah. that is normal for the human, you have to question. you got to haul yourself out of the tank and go, wait a minute, am I looking for normal in the tank or normal for the human species? And to, and to be really clear all of the time, even if it's just normal, for the tank to note so. So my call is, you know, I work a lot more with the scientific academic community and going, you know, when you're talking about what is human behavior, you have to really make sure you clarify to say what the populations that you've studied are, you know, in the tank human behavior and what is human development and and what is natural is not really natural at all. You're studying, you know, basically a, a captive species. 
That's really good. Hey, Rick, do you have anything more on the the fin before I I sort of move on? I mean, I mean, not not in particular. Like, okay. uh, it's it's just it, it. Mark is right. It is kind of blowing your mind when you realize that, like, you know, we're studying the equivalent of just like whales in the tank. Like, that's what we are now. It's hard to find a you know the quote unquote you know the whale uh, in its natural habitat now when we're talking about humans and movement patterns. That I never really kind of thought of it that way. That's a very interesting interesting insight there so rick when you murder a uh a uh a sea world uh worker that we will know what what happened yes so. it's because of my fin it's <laughs> flopped over it's very sad okay all right well um i i recently uh, wrote an article it hasn't it hasn't been published yet but it's basically talking about um and it was and i've linked to your book in the article um because uh i, I mentioned like you know you would never just eat like say okay for the rest of my life i'm going to eat broccoli that's all or, or broccoli and chicken and that's it for the rest of my life. Like that wouldn't, that wouldn't be like, you know, people wouldn't be like, yeah, that's a healthy diet. And, but we sort of are doing that with movement patterns. And I love, uh, you talk about like a, a sitting ninja, how we've gotten so good at sitting. We're like the expert ninjas in the world at <laughs> sitting. Like we are, Man, no one I can is, sit, I can sit all day. Yeah, if I need to. No one is Check better at us than sitting and how like, okay, let's say you, you, you know, wake up, you sit down for breakfast, you drive to a job, you sit at your job all day, you drive home, and let, let's even say you do an elliptical for 60 minutes. Well, you're still, you're sitting, and then you're doing an elliptical. Like, that is two very, like, linear, static, or, or, you know, in the case of the elliptical, a repetitive motion, and we are designed for, like, an infinite number of ranges of motion and movements, and so, so just sort of, like, talk about how different movements are sort of, uh, like, nutritional uh, benefits uh, in in the, in the sort of movement context. Well, I think I mean the bulk of the book is trying to help um, get across this idea that in the same way, quote, good nutrition includes a wide variance of foods. You know, even good ones. You can say that oh, you just need to eat more. I think I wrote that section because everyone's like, you just need to move more. And while while that is not a false statement, it's also not a very accurate one because. If I just get on my bicycle and decide I'm going to follow this guideline of moving more and I'm going to start, you know, cycling 20 miles a day every single day and therefore I've moved more, you haven't consumed a very wide range of nutrients. So in the same way, if you find a good food like kale and consume it exclusively, eventually your body will start to fail when it starts to overdose on the nutrients that kale provides in the context of consuming nothing else. So vitamin D is good, but if you consume it exclusively or excessively, your your organs will shut down. So it's the same thing with movement. We because we keep we categorize movement as good or an exercise as good, we then kind of lose our minds and going, well then I can consume it as much as I want in lieu of this thing called movement, which is extremely nuanced, widely varying, and distributed well throughout your day, not something that is consumed in one hour, again, surrounded by consuming the same nutrient profile that is sitting you know, at your desk or, or, or in front of your computer or whatnot. That, that um, load profiles, which I you know, tried to explain in the book a little bit, is the nutritional equivalent and that you're adapting when you adapt to something that you do really well. So if you just think of whatever that is, if it's running or cycling or 
pull-ups or, or whatever it is that you do very well, when you bring your body, when you adapt it to that thing, what you've done is you've reinforced the tissues, both structurally and um, nervous tissue wise that support that movement. But relatively speaking, everything else that does not participate in that action just got weaker. And so in biomechanics, when you have weaker and stronger tissues that reside next to each other, those are natural places um, of injury occurrence or disease occurrence. So <clears throat> we know that cross training in a general sense is going, oh, I only run. So I, you know, my, these parts are, you know, they're, they're being overloaded and, and, and also the weakness in other parts are kind of misloading these joints. So I'm going to cross train. I'm going to add some yoga and I'm going to add some, um, you, you know, leg presses to my running workout. And, and therefore I'm, I'm trying to, um, offset this injury that would come if I only did, you know, vitamin jogging every single day. But well, as I mentioned, that is a really narrow way of looking at it. You're looking at cross training your workout instead of going, well, let's take that same idea that we understand in a, of exercise physiology or exercise science and pan out a little bit to go, what happens, what you're doing right now, regardless of what it is, is still only one hour a day. So if you were to do many different things for five or six hours a day, non-exercise, but just movement, changing the geometry of your body regularly throughout the day, you would be bringing more of your body along for the ride because you're you're a, a body, but you're a body of a, you know a trillion bodies, and so you can be healthy in a third of you know a third of a trillion bodies, but the other two third are slowly dying on you, and that's what disease is. You're trying to get your machine to all wear out at the same time, and mm. so it's just not robust enough. It's like uh. imagine your program is this two-dimensional line on a piece of paper and it's supposed to be a globe you've got to fill in you've got to fill in quite a bit of difference between the two there is a, a much bigger difference between exercising and all-day movement than you could probably even imagine at this point yeah and you see rick you can see why i love having katie on it's like all right uh, katie's on the show everybody uh here uh, we're gonna go uh, listen now for 30 minutes you just talk <laughs> but it's, it's incredibly insightful and it's yeah. something that like i saw and uh, I saw like a, a cartoon on Facebook. I'll try to find it and put it on our Facebook uh, page. Uh, basically saying the same thing like, ah, I sat in an office all day, but I did 30 minutes on elliptical. Yay, me for uh, success for today. And it's the complete opposite. Um, so you've sufficiently made me feel uh, bad that I sit in a chair all day and I uh, He's like, a cop, for like Katie. an hour a day. He's a police so, officer, by the way, just <laughs> FYI. Yeah. So, so what are not, some. It's not, your head, it's not your head that explodes. It's just everyone's self-esteem. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> well, I'm, I want to be better. I, that's the point of the yeah. simple human lifestyle for normal guys like me. Mark is not normal, but I am a normal <laughs> person. I'm an everyman. So I, I'm looking to improve and you know and get better today, better today than I was tomorrow, than, than I was yesterday. That's impossible. Better tomorrow than I is today, than I am today. That's my kind of motto. So what are some things I can? Oh you know, yeah. Is Hold on, yeah, Rick. It? So this is good. Like, and we only have a couple minutes left, which is just another mind blowing thing. And before I let you go, you you kind of you did this on Rob Wolf's podcast, which I would I'll link to in the show notes because that, that was a really good show. Um, but so, yeah, and basically it was the last thing I was going to ask you was just to sort of take the every man through, okay, I don't have three hours a day to work out. That's the excuse you hear. Okay. So what are some things that you can sort of naturally build in that doesn't cost you anything? Um, minimal shoes instead of regular shoes. And if you have to wear your boots for work, you know, yes. if you're an arm horse, just focus on all the other time that you're not at work, which is still hours and hours and hours and days and days and days. 
Okay. okay? So you just put on something minimal. Um, at home, probably not at work, you get a squat toilet. So at least because it's not just for exercise purposes, your, your bowels and the orientation of all your organs from your ribs down actually work better when you're in a squat position. So get a squat toilet platform. At home. So it will keep me from spending like 45 minutes on the toilet. Like <laughs> yes, reading, reading that's ridiculous. That is a biological system that's not working well. We 45 minutes? No. Yeah, that's we not have, a well, it's just because I get on there and I just start reading stuff on my well, phone. Like I'll get in a Wikipedia hole about like Marco Polo and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so late. I got to go to work. We have a friend whose wife texted him something like he went to the bathroom and forgot the iPad and so his wife had like texted him, how will, how will the poop know to come out? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so minimalist shoes. I already kind of pretty well do that. I wear minimal shoes when I run. I'm usually barefoot at the house, and when I'm not, like when we're out in public, I have these like uh, I wear like Chuck Taylors or like these real like kind of flimsy, almost like case with. I'm looking at them right now. I'm wearing so that uh, that's handled. Uh, squatting toilet. I suppose that's next on the list. Okay, what's after that? Um, how much do you walk a day? Uh, well, you know what? I was going to bring this up on the show. I love the new iPhone operating system because it has, it has like the little pedometer thing embedded into it, like the health app. And so I never paid attention to it now because what am I going to do? Just walk around all day like one, two, three, four. Oh, God, I got to start over. <laughs> so uh, like I'm paying attention to that. Now, a caveat, I don't – when I'm working, my phone isn't on me. It's in the car. So usually I just take the number of steps it tells me at the end of the day, and I usually double it because I do a lot of walking outside of my car. So I would say you like it's been it, – like in the average of like – Probably 8,500 to 9,500 steps a day on days that I don't run. So something like in that, like just a, a, a shade under 10,000 steps a day. Okay. So the 10,000 steps a day is kind of like this government requirement. Like and I, I've read that here and you know? there. So I, I wondered yeah. what, that, what that was all about. Go ahead. Well, I would say that, you know, you're like right now, it sounds like <clears throat> if I ask you how much you're walking, I would, I'd be more interested in like, where are you walking? Can you walk to do errands? It sounds like right now that you're thinking of walking as this fitness. You need a device to count the steps for you. Um, you've got a device in your pocket, which I would encourage you to read the EMF sperm research on carrying I told you, an active I told device you, Rick. in your pocket. I'm not oh, crazy. Let me tell you, I'm done having kids. I, I need the most waves I can get to kill everything down there because I have two and they're already all more than I can handle. So. Yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, also, it sounds like you're not walking on days that you're running because you've crossed off the exercise box for that day. And I'll tell you that walking, out of all the things that human being, beings do during the day, walking would be the number one thing as far as load creator. So you might, you're basically by not walking. I, I talked about this with someone else who was a sprinter and he was like, I never walk. I, he prided himself on not walking walking because he would sprint and run everywhere. And he crossed off this exercise box in his mind. And I told him not walking is the equivalent of having zero fat in your diet. Hmm. So if your fat, you know, your daily fat is what is going to be the highest, you know, calorically speaking, not mass, but calorically speaking is probably going to be closest to the highest category of food. That's what walking should be for you, for every human. So not only you're suggesting like, uh, you know, I live in the city. I don't live like, you know, in like Manhattan. Like I drive a car to go to the grocery store to pick up my son from school or what have you. So, uh, you know, when I do my walking, it's literally it's just like walking from the car to the inside of Walmart and walking around the store and doing my shopping or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't I don't prioritize walking. What you're saying is I should prioritize walking. 
Yeah, I mean, most people, runners, runners included, do not have the endurance to walk a few miles because it's a completely different thing. It's different muscles, it's different loads, it's different skeletal maintenance. So running is not just fast walking. It's an entirely different nutrient, and it sounds like you're missing the most crucial nutrient of all. Mm. Hmm. That's my... Uh, well, then, my... that is... Uh... Is that enough? Uh, that's something that we can. Well, and it's it's a very interesting, and we got to wrap this up because we we want to respect your time, and we're almost over the. But I, I just wanted to say that's like it's one thing if someone you know I've heard fitness people my whole life say like oh yeah you do more exercise and run, and you know average Joe like me is like man that sounds stupid I don't want to do that that sounds like a pain in the ass, but walking I can walk anybody I know yeah. can walk. Uh, my dad who isn't particularly you know super healthy Jones. Uh, he walks the dog like uh, a mile and a half every day, probably. And and he probably, you know, he's not someone who pays attention to physical condition or health all that much. But he does walk like that's something that literally anybody can do from a woman who's like eight months pregnant to a guy who is an, like an Olympic sprinter. Like anybody can walk. You're not like mm-hmm. saying like prescribing this craziness that takes so much effort i mean it's just a thing that we all are built to do that we should be doing that no one is doing right whoa yes mind blown yeah i told you so that's the thing it is the thing that everyone can do that no one is doing so we can keep saying that everyone's doing it but i would say that walking is way more challenging than you think it is it's easy to say everyone can do it and not do it at the same time because it was hard for this sprinter guy to build up that hunter gatherer average daily walk is close to five miles a day that's not including anything else to do anything else that was just to get to the thing the place where they're doing the other things and so baseline for me is five miles a day baseline wow. so from now on i'm going to have to not uh lie to my wife and tell her that i'm busy that i can't go to the grocery store i should look at like oh well, i'll go to the grocery store i'll get to walk around nonstop. exactly like, i to yeah. cross off my list so thanks a lot now i have a lot more <laughs> chores to do so i appreciate it you're welcome awesome well, and so, Katie, okay, th- but, well mine's sufficiently blown so for you. all of us every joe's out here uh very quickly minimalist shoes uh getting a squatting toilet <laughs> Still makes me giggle when I see pictures of stuff like that, mm-hmm. like we put on our Facebook the other day. And walk, 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 walk. Yes. Okay. And there, and there are some. Uh, after we're gonna wrap this up, but uh, Rick, in the uh, in the hot dog section of the show, I'm gonna give you some other tips that I have learned from Katie. Um, but Katie, this is like, I'm such a big fan of yours, and it's such an honor. Like you're on Rob Wolf's podcast, and like. You know, you have a book, many books, and then you you still like email me right back, like yeah, I'll it's be like on the Michael show. Jordan taking time to like go play uh, pickup basketball with all like the nerdy seventh year seventh seventh graders at the Y. So thank you for playing basketball with us, we double <laughs> dribble, and uh, we travel all the time. Thank you. Well, you don't don't want to forget, like I am the nerdy seventh grader, indefinitely, <laughs> always. So I'm always going to be wanting to hang out with my herd. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Katie, I, I do actually have some questions for you about. Uh, some other stuff on your website, but I will email those to you. And uh, just, again, really appreciate you being on, and we'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thanks, Mark. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Katie. You can find uh, her stuff in our show notes. It's katiesays.com. She's got the Restorative Exercise Institute. Move Your DNA is a book. Alignment Matters is a book. Uh, we'll have all of her stuff uh, linked to, and uh, that show, the shoes on Rob Wolf. Some other things I mentioned uh, that I was going to say, some things that I've done that I've learned from Katie is to, everything in your house, probably, 
is like a like a chair or like at waist level, like your uh, kitchen. Is everything is able to be prepared like just with you standing there, and that's really not how it's how it's designed to be. So, as many things as you can do, like out of that system, like the squatty potty for one, or like sometimes I'll cook bacon out on the back porch on one of those griddles and I'll just put it down on the ground, which causes me to have to either bend over or kneel or squat down. Like think about getting water in the wild. There's no like sink, waste level sink. You have to like bend down to get the water or kneel down or, you know, so, so thinking of ways and like, I don't sit on the couch hardly ever anymore. I sit on the floor. Um, and I have those little yoga blocks that I sit on the floor and it's just like, the more you're down in those positions that, you know, getting down and getting up off the floor, you know, takes some work and it's, and that's sort of how we're designed. We're not supposed to just, you know, plop down in a chair and sit in that position all day and then get back up. So those are a couple of things that you can do. Um, that, that, that don't cost you anything. For those of us, every men out there, every men and women who hear about Mark sitting on the floor and sitting on blocks and never sitting down in chairs, don't worry. I sit in chairs and couches <laughs> and, and all the time. Uh, so I'm probably just as, I don't want to say skeptical because I know that's good for you, but I'm probably uh, just like you going, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, well, that was the point. It was <laughs> it's, asking... it's something I strive to do. I, I, the, point has been, the point has been made. But uh, well, it was harder. Like, don't at don't first, feel weird if you're not yeah. like, if you're not like sitting cross-legged in a pile of leaves right now because I'm sitting in a recliner with my feet up every time we record. So just well, you know, simple it, things we can start doing every day: standing up more, walking more, and you can still be a regular person and not a total weirdo like Mark, like me, who uh, wears my orange you know. glasses when I have to run errands at night and feel like a complete idiot. But I so can't weird. not take them off. Okay. It is time for the Humans Being Human segment. We got an email, and Darcy was actually on the show a few shows back. She emailed us again, and it it prompted a, a story in each of our brains. And yes. so what we decided to do was just read this email, which is hilarious, and then uh, we will each tell our story. And, and yeah, so. yeah, and, and I'll tell people out here that if you have a funny story for, for – the simply the the humans being human segment and you don't like have time to Skype or you don't want to get on or what, you know, whatever. If you just want to send us a detailed account, we can read it. And I'm uh, guaranteed every humans being human that anyone tells turns into me and Mark going, Oh yeah, I've got a story like that. Yeah, really. So like <laughs> we can always make a segment out of it. So if you don't want to be on or whatever, you just have a good story and you don't even you, you want to be anonymous or what have you just email a good lengthy account to us. And, uh, and we'll read it in a dramatic voice. There it is. Well, I say dramatic. I'll just read it in a regular voice. You ready for this? Uh, yes. I, I guess you should start at uh, one of the subdivisions, that sentence. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, Darcy, if we all remember correctly, is also a, a, a police officer. So I'll start here. One of the subdivisions where I work has a lake that has a swan in it, and his name is Michael, the name of the swan. I got a call for an assault on a landscaper employee at the clubhouse one day. I get there, and this guy is waving me down. I pull up to him, and he starts telling me how he was weed-eating at the side of the lake. He hears a noise and looks up to see Michael, the swan, flying straight at him, straight towards him. When Michael gets closer, Michael leans back and kicks his feet up, and the worker ditches the weed-eater, and Michael, the swan, we're talking about a swan, hits him with his feet right in the chest, (laughs) knocking him to the ground. Which, by the way— that visual of a swan oh. just angrily flying up to somebody and just like karate kicking the crap out of his chest <laughs> and kick him down is about the funniest thing I can imagine yeah, right that's, now. That's pretty head. funny. Um, then Michael stands on top of the guy screaming at him. The guy screaming at Michael and the swan is screaming yeah. at him, flapping his wings. The guy then tells me he was so scared 
that he peed his pants. Uh, understandable. Uh, understandable. Uh, we've had tons of poop your pants stories, but not really that many pee your pants stories. So a new category for us. And I feel like that's probably far more common than pee your yeah, pants. Yeah. Well, Will Fleming, remember, he peed in his. Uh, in uh, his that's right. That's bib. right. Yeah. 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 Uh, where was I? So it wasn't until some lady heard the commotion and came outside and shooed the swan away that the worker was able to get away. It's like the fight scene in a Christmas story. <laughs> like, where, like, it's like beating at this the point, up. I looked at the guy and just busted up laughing until I realized he really wanted me to do something about this. And it got a little awkward at that point. Uh, he looked at me and threw his arms up and asked me what I was going to do. And I replied, I'm not going to take him to jail if that's what you mean, which didn't help matters. I have tons of stories like that as well, by the way, <laughs> of being kind of sarcastic with someone and them uh, getting even more angry at me. Uh, he then asked if I was going to call the dog warden, which I then explained that Michael is a swan and not a dog. Which you should know that because he just karate kicked you in the chest. <laughs> yes. At that time, I was getting desperate to get away from this guy as I was probably going to get myself in trouble if I said anything more. Uh, believe me, I understand you there, Darcy. I, I saw one of the members of the Homeowners Association walking up, so I quickly got out of my car to speak with him. The HOA member told me he heard about what Michael had done and went to explain that this was mating season and Michael whoa, wasn't trying to hurt him. He was just looking for a mate. He was trying to have sex with the weed Yes, I would like to report a sexual assault. <laughs> a swan tried to... Rape me. <laughs> yes. The guy wasn't too happy that Michael didn't go to jail. Swan jail. <laughs> but I assured him that I would do a very detailed report. Uh, this by the way, the, this is the best line. something funny happens like that, I try to write a funny police report because someone is going to get that report and it's it's just your chance to kind of like, you know, expand and be kind of creative and make people laugh. It, a report is probably not necessary in this instance, but I look at a situation like this and I'm like, man, I could really write a really humdinger of a report. So, uh, uh, so someone will read it and laugh at it. Uh, what he didn't realize is that it's now public record that a swan tried to mate with him and he beat his pants. <laughs> well done. Uh, I uh. remember one time when I was working in Oklahoma, I was driving to a call. I was working. And uh, my my swan, I, swan or duck, I don't remember what these were, but uh, I was driving to a call and a bunch of like swans or ducks. I think they were swans. I didn't. Uh, I'm not. I don't know scientists, but they were crossing the road. <laughs> like yeah, and, uh, there there were so many of them that it had like a pretty major street shut down. No one could drive through because there's like a hundred swans just all crossing in this never ending line. And people are looking at me in the police car like, oh, why don't you do something about this? Which, by the way, is the most hilarious look. And I want to, like, anytime people look at you like that, you want to look back and be like, what do you want me to do? Like, uh, I'm not the police of nature here. Pull out your machine gun and just start yeah. shooting them all. So I, on the police cars, you have, like, the air horn. The and so I air horn at them, I just I'm trying to scare them out of the street so that, you know, we can release the flow of traffic. And all of these swans or ducks or whatever they were stopped in the street and looked at me and they all started honking at me. <laughs> so we have all these people staring at me, me trying to fix the problem, me honking my air horn at them and these swans stopping and honking back at me. And it's just an impasse in the street of these swans like, no, 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 no. You're not going to honk your horn at me. I'm going to honk my horn at you, a-hole. And so all these people staring at me just start dying laughing. And oh. I'm laughing and everyone else is laughing. It's just like, all right, well, note to self, the air horn just makes yeah. swans want to honk back at you. What you should have done is played uh, some of Jack's doo-doo audio bag at them. 
<laughs> that would have scared them. That would have scared of that would have scared anyone. Just put that on the PA and you know uh, yeah. to the well, speaker. My uh, my story that, that that reminded me of is when I was a senior in high school. I, I had a, an alarm clock, and this this gets to a swan. Trust me. Uh, uh, I remember this. I had an alarm clock that kept malfunctioning, and I kept oversleeping. And I that, like I'm a morning person, and if I oversleep. Then my whole morning routine is totally out of whack, and I'm still like this. Like I, then it just throws my whole day off. And this alarm clock uh, is like the sixth or seventh time that I had overslept. My mom, you know, wakes me up. Or you should be awake. And I was so mad that I like ripped the alarm clock out of the wall. I walk past my mom outside in my underwear, senior in high school, and I throw <laughs> this alarm clock down the middle of the street as far as I can. It shatters That's the most Mark Rogers thing. Yeah. Besides like, uh, you know, you, you know all their weird stuff, like sitting cross-legged. This is the most, yeah. this is the Mark Rogers that I know. Right. <laughs> this is the spaghetti story when you like went outside and you like went ah, crazy. Yeah. ravaged your spaghetti plate. Yeah. This is like classic Rogers. So that, to tell you that is, is context for this this story so i'm our, i'm in like an irate mood of death and fury okay and i get to school i'm late i'm running up uh you know in the, the school i went to just like the school you went to i mean it's not like you just park and walk into school i mean it's, it's like a humongous. mile it's as big as a small uh, college yeah campus. i mean it's like a, it's like a mile walk in so i'm like walking in there's this big pond that we have to walk through and there's there was a there was a, a sort of a i don't know if it's a family if they're related but it's sort of a friends of <laughs> a group of ducks that would yeah we didn't take a DNA test we yeah. don't know if they're all <laughs> yeah. interrelated but somehow yeah. and and so but there was one duck and he was sort of infamous on campus we called him reject duck and my older brothers who were two Not years older nice. also called him reject duck he was one of those ducks that had like the really gnarly like face and the beak and they had all the like the you know have you ever seen a duck like that where there's like it's you're like, so mean uh, he's just a duck I didn't I didn't name him reject yeah, this duck. is quite literally the ugly duckling yeah I mean it was like this horrific looking duck. And it, it, we called him Reject Duck. And and so one day I'm walking up and I'm in this mood and I see like like one of these ducks like attacking Reject Duck. Like not in a mating kind of way, like in a territorial like get, get out of here Reject Duck kind of way. So in my anger, I snapped again. <laughs> Big surprise. So I like go running up to these ducks that are fighting and they don't see me coming, right? Because they're like engaged. <laughs> And I rear back, and I played. You know, I I wasn't a small. I could throw football over the mountain. Exactly. I played football. We we played, bro. We 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 should have won state. I I rear back and like full at a full run, and I kicked this duck in like the stomach, like full on perfect, and just like I mean, it kicked him. He had no idea what was happening what's what, the matter and, with you and just kicked him as far as i could into like these bushes up against the thing and so reject duck you know like bows at me like in, in gratitude like thank you sir and goes like flying off and this other duck was just kind of like I, he survived he I, I did check good he looked and he was like walking you know, sort of limping back towards the pond but uh, and then I, I made it on the class but that is my reject duck story don't mess with reject duck <laughs> What is wrong with you kicking a duck like a place kicker would kick a football? Let me, oh. let people I want to say I do not condone walking up to a duck and kicking it. That it is was, insanity. It was being mean to reject duck. I guess okay. in defense of a third. Yes. We, and, uh, it of, wasn't of, just of a harmless duck, little so. duckling that I thought would be funny. It's not like you funny. just walked up to a duck that's just standing there chilling and you're just like, <laughs> and just grab him by the neck and just start lassoing him around. Yeah, it's not like the turkey that I, I cooked and ate. 
on Thanksgiving. But anyway, all right. Well, uh, thank you, Darcy. Thank you so much. Uh, That's two. You've given us lots of material now. If you have any other good stories or anyone else has good stories, simplyhumanrick at gmail.com or email market simply human lifestyle at gmail.com uh we can set up a time to do skype or whatever you know whatever it's no big simply human animal cruelty ducks at yeah, gmail.com you can email mark at inmate number 16425 <laughs> at texasstatepenitentiary.org <laughs> all right it is now time for the simply human tip of the week something you can start doing today to be a more healthy human. And I'm going to take a, a lesson uh, that I learned from myself at the beginning of the show. And that is, Rick, just let, just live and let live, man. Like, yeah, if, man. Like, uh, just, you know, if somebody wants to do some Facebook selfies or, uh, you know, yeah. talk about a bunch of stuff that's super annoying on Facebook, like, hey, man, don't get all, them. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> like, I would say half of my Facebook friends I, have, I've <laughs> hidden because they annoy me. So I'm like, hey, man. I'm just going to let them do what they do and not get worked up over it, baby. Yeah, there it is. Like, it just, uh, you know, if somebody cuts you off, just whatever, man. Just oh, that's let, the tip of the week? Li- I thought you were just kidding. No, I that's think it. a great yeah. tip, man. No, yeah, that's it. Live and let Damn live. It. If people just are going to do something to annoy you, like, don't let it bother you. Like, don't raise your blood pressure over something that somebody does that annoys you. Just, like, chill out and relax and don't stress. Man, that is that is such a key. I have one of those, you know, and I hate to always be like chirping about how my job is tough and you know, because it's really not. I mean, anybody can do it, I think. But, you know, people can get under your skin and you can get real worked up and get real pissed off and how dare they. But man, I just I, uh, quite a few years ago, I developed the attitude of like, you know what? I'm not these the people that that intentionally try to piss me off. I'm not going to let them win. I'm not going to let them get my blood pressure up. And ever since I decided to do that, and just kind of take a step back from stuff like that. It's made my life so much less stress-free, and that's part of the simple human lifestyles. Enjoy life like a human. You can't enjoy life like a human if you're always just twisted up and pissed off and angry and gritting your teeth and shaking your fist. Unless, it, unless it's at Christmas lights. Then you can get mad at Christmas By lights. By the way, an update. I, fi- I got the Christmas lights squared away. I, For everyone I, who listened to the last show and like hasn't slept between now and then, it's like, oh, I wonder if he figured it out. I figured yeah. it out. And you texted me a picture of it with what might have been the funniest text you've ever sent me in your entire <laughs> life, which we won't we won't uh, read on air. A lot but. of expletives. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, one one quick thing I wanted to mention, and it, today is December seventh, so check out the Facebook page. Uh, today. today, today is when we're making the announcement. Yes, uh, we, we uh, we're partnering up with the with Calton Nutrition, and we have an exciting announcement. How we're gonna sort of combine some really cool products, the the, the multivitamin and the skinny fat, with the Simply Human resets. So it's that's, your chance to get a bunch of free stuff. Yeah, basically, I think and, that's the way we need to put this for people so they understand. This isn't just, and you said it rather unenthusiastically. So I'll <laughs> add some enthusiasm. <laughs> Go to our Facebook page and look at it. Look at our Twitter feed. Look at our Instagram. We'll, we'll, we'll have it all over social media yeah. starting today. Uh, a huge, super gigantic announcement that we're going to have. We're not going to tell you right now because we want you to go and look at those things. Right. It could possibly- That's how it works in the world of promotion. But yes. Go look at them. Get information. It is a huge, super gigantic, mega thing for you to do. Do and, it now. You know, and, go and, do and, it. it. Stop what you're doing. Delete <laughs> podcasts. Go listen now. And it's a good uh, a good thing also this time of year. Uh, you could even use it. It could possibly be a, a, a Christmas present. Especially. For those of you who are last-minute shoppers like myself, yeah. you can buy this on December 24th at uh, 11.59 p.m., and you don't even have to go to the mall. Whoa. I did that one year, and it was really terrific. Oh, <laughs> it was the yeah. worst experience of my life. You can buy it. Uh, you can sit in your chair in your underwear, and you can check this out. And this is a 
you know, just just go, just do it. Yeah. Just shut up and do it. Right. So people are like, what are they talking about? But just go to the Facebook page. All right. Facebook or, you know, you can go to our website. It'll be on there too. Yes, Simplyhumanlifestyle.com. It, it will. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So he said, the, he said the website. Go there. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, leave us a review. It also gets you into the December Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon. And congratulations to you. We're Chris. giving away stuff left and right. I know. We're crazy. like uh, rich philanthropists. <laughs> I was going to say philanderers. Like, but that's not <laughs> philanthropists. We're just yes, in, a top, in a helicopter hovering over the city just chucking dollar bills. Out. Yes. Uh, there you are. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, um, what is it when like South Korea, or North Korea, so, so propaganda is what we're uh, fluffing out the window? Not really. Um, or it's like that episode of WKRP where they drop the turkeys, the frozen turkeys, <laughs> out of the helicopter. It's a classic. But oh, yeah. speaking of that, just really quick. Okay. My dad told me a story over Thanksgiving when he was a little kid. They lived in Sweetwater, which is a little town just west of Abilene. Yeah. And. There was a furniture store there. This is back in like the '60s that would would get like a dozen turkeys and like throw them off the roof of the of the furniture store for people, like live turkeys, and to, to people to grab them. And like the, their big finale, they threw off like five at once. And my dad and his dad, my granddad, caught one and took it home. And like, there's this whole other story about how they had to kill it and all that. And it was just this terrible experience. Can you imagine if they did that today? Like, just threw live turkeys off of roofs for people. I'll be honest to eat. with you, man. I like to eat food, and it doesn't bother me that my food has a face. But yeah. I don't really want to talk to them beforehand. Man. Like, I don't want to go to the ranch and like, oh, cow, and like look at them right in the eyes, and be like. Man, am I gonna eat the crap out of you here pretty soon? <laughs> like, I just want—I know that yeah. they are alive, and that's all I need. So anyway, I, I just think that's one thing that happened back in the '60s that did not happen today. There are a, a lar- it's a large list of, uh, of things on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you for listening. Leave us a review to be entered into the T-shirt giveaway-a-thon. Um, I guess we've covered everything. So that's yes. gonna do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember. Uh, what he didn't realize is that it's now public record that a swine tried to mate with him and he beat his pants. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself.